You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. It's May 8th, episode 3183, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center and Kemen Equine. Good morning, Horse World. They're off in the Kentucky Derby. And Chase's Road has a very good beginning and goes out to the front. Reincarnate and King's Barnes have speed two and verifying will join them from the inside. So it's these four early on. Confidence game and two fills drafting in behind them. And then Hit Show to the inside. They're being followed by Rocket Can and Rains Kane. King Russell is next. Cyclone Bishop to the outside. And then comes Mandarin Hero in this arm. Dermis Otagake has been taken well off the pace here. He is near the back of the pack early on. And then comes Mage, followed by Sun Thunder, Angel of Empire, and Tappet Trice. The two favorites are second to last and last as they race to the backstretch. It is verifying in front. Kings Barnes on the outside second. This opening quarter mile was quick. Quicker than we expected, 45.73 seconds. And then it's reincarnate running in third of the outside. Two fills falls in fourth. Confidence gained fifth. Hit show is sixth. He's racing six links off the lead. Break up another two to Rocket Pan. And then Reigns came to the inside. This arm is next. Mandarin Hero has nine links to make up. And fellow Japanese runner Dermis Otagake has moved through on his inside. Angel of Empire has passed a few too. He's down on the rail as they make their way around the far turn. Kings Barnes, the undefeated runner for Todd Fletcher, is the leader. Here's two fills making a move on the inside. And the two of them hook up. And Jareth Loveberry has taken two fills to the front. And Kings Barnes is running in second. Hickshow is circled up on the outside as they come to the top of the stretch. And they're into the stretch. And two fills has turned for home on top. Kings Barnes, here's Mage coming struggling down the outside. Angel and Empire is putting in his run. And there's one for Lund to run. Two fills on the inside. Trying to hold up Mage. Mage has taken the lead here as they come into the final 16th. And it is going to be Mage to win the Kentucky Derby. I did not see that coming. I know some people listening to the show did see that coming. I <laughs> bow to you because I was like, who? who? We didn't even talk about Mage on Friday. <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked. And I know I made my picks on the air, but I actually got to sit down for a couple hours and go through the program. And I completely changed my picks. And I downloaded the Twin Spires app. And I made some bets. And? And I was completely disappointed <laughs> <laughs> to inspire a little richer. Thanks to you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I made a donation to their cause. <laughs> um, I ended up going with Kings Barnes, which I was like, Oh my God. I mean, Cause I just bet him, uh, to win. I was like, man, he's undefeated. He knows what it's like to get across the finish line. And then I ended up doing like an exacta box with Tapatrice and uh think Derma said they got the got the gake. So I was like really So you really I, did lose all your money. <laughs> I was all over the place, man. It was bad. And uh yeah, I was watching, I was trying and and so I had some extra money 
because I usually wait until the horses are coming out to, to bet on the one that I think looks the most ready. And at that moment, my in-laws showed up as they were walking out and I paused it and they bring home my son who's like throwing up. I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) So I didn't get to watch the post. And I'm really glad I didn't make a lot, like one more bet because I just would have lost more money. (laughs) So it was probably good. Now I'll have you note of the three of us that picked on Friday. I had two out of the three just by picking by name. I had yeah. Hit Show, Angel of Empire, and Two Fills. So I got lucky. Mage, I wouldn't have picked that in 100 years because I just don't even know what it means. So uh, I didn't pick it. But it is a cool story with that horse having only started like three times. Yeah, so. I love it. I love it. And that that was kind of what King's Barnes situation was too. He's very lightly raced and has never lost. And I was like, oh, sleeper pick. Here we go. <laughs> Two years yeah. in a row, we've had somewhat of a long shot. I think Mage was like 15 to 1 or 14 to 1. I did see one of our listeners post that they won like 400 some dollars. So they did all yeah, right with Mage. I think she hit the exacta. So um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the $2 exacta paid 330 And I think she also won something else. The tri- trifecta paid nine eighty two. I'm getting a little nerdy, I know, but he paid thirty two dollars and forty two cents to, to win, win on a two dollar bet. So you, you, I don't know if you watched some of the coverage in the afternoon, but what happened was because of last year's ninety to one or whatever that won, uh, everybody was betting on the long shot, so it drove the long shot numbers down. Yeah. So we didn't I have any that. over fifty to one this year because everybody was betting on the long shots because of last year so so it was interesting race yeah it was i was really touched to see a lot of the secretariat coverage um there was a lot Mm -hmm. about secretariat because it was 50 years since he won the derby and it was really cool to see the monument so jocelyn russell who's been on our show many times and and had made the monument here in norman oklahoma and i've become kind of a fan slash friend slash stalker of all these monuments. And I got, I, they, they, they posted it so many times, like they were showing us. So she got to leave the Kentucky Derby parade with the monument. And uh, they did a lot of news coverage, including Tom Brady doing the voiceover for this news, I news bit. I thought that was cool. So good. I yeah, it was, cool. it was really good. So it was cool to see that. It was just a heck of a weekend, Glenn, between the Derby of Badminton, the Coronation, and I also have some new family members. Let's take a listen. What's coming up on today's show? And then we'll do Daily Winnies and get started. All right. So coming up on today's show, we have Andre Jeter, who is Director of Coach and Livestock Operations at Historic Williamsburg. That has a... Williamsburg has a soft spot in our heart here because uh, Jennifer and I actually got engaged there. Um, And he's going to talk about the Rare Breeds program that they have at Colonial Williamsburg, which is really cool. Plus, I hear that you guys still have some first world problems. We'll talk about those and some other things that we have planned for the show today. But first, as always, we have to do some Daily Winnies. We have one happy birthday in the auditor group, and that is Avery Morgan. Happy birthday to Avery. And also my good friend and fellow podcaster, Neil Galarte, who I've been friends with pretty much since I started podcasting. Happy birthday to Neil. I got to see him last week, so that was a lot of fun. (laughs) 
My daily Winnie goes to Charles and Camilla. No, not that Charles and Camilla. <laughs> so on, I have I have some, some some chickens, and then I also have some ducks, and I got a couple mallard ducks because I was like, sweet, they're gonna like you know eventually fly away. Maybe they'll come back. It'll be great. They never left. So I've got these mallard ducks, and I've also got Muscovy ducks, and they don't really fly away. They just hang out. So. Um, I have uh, one male mallard and three females and the male has been very busy and the ladies have been making nests. Well, I only have one male duck, but one of my Muscovy ducks has been stealing eggs from everybody. And she is sitting on a pile of eggs. She takes the eggs and then sits on them? There's 50 eggs, all the different colors and sizes <laughs> underneath this stupid duck. Okay. Is I've she seen the her. Chicken eggs too? All the eggs? Yes. Yeah. Chicken. There's only a couple ducks. Like they're all chicken eggs. So she's taken, there's some, everybody lays their eggs in the coop and she has pushed. I have watched her push all of the eggs that people lay, that they lay every day. And she pushes them into a pile and sits on them. She's sitting on a mound at this point, Glenn. Okay. I've like never a seen mound. that before. I've got to video it. It's the weirdest thing. She just steals eggs. And so she's been sitting on these eggs for like a month. And I I can't get near her. If I walk in the coop, she's like hissing at me and spitting and all this. I'm like, well, I guess we just don't eat eggs anymore. We just, we don't get eggs because she's going to murder me. So Saturday morning, I watched the coronation. It's beautiful. All the horses, super nice. We got to see that carriage in person when we were in London last time. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It was beautiful. (laughs) So I watched the coronation and I head down to the coop to let the the birds out. And again, there's ducks and chickens in there. And uh, so I let the birds out. And it's like a thing stampede when I open the door, like 25 chickens just come running out. And all of a sudden I see this little tiny baby duck that looks like it was hatched moments ago. And it tumbles out with all of the other ones. And those heifers just run over this baby and it flops out and around. I'm like, oh, my God. And I reach down and pick it up. And at that moment, I realize I'm about to get killed because (laughs) mama wasn't happy. (laughs) Mama has to be like psychotically protecting. And I look over and that heifer is still sitting on a pile of eggs. She is hatching babies, Glenn, and doesn't care. It hatched. (laughs) And walked away. And she's so psychotically protective over this giant pile of eggs that things are hatching and she well, doesn't job care. Is just to hatch the eggs, apparently. I just sit on them. I don't after. care what happens. <laughs> Not my babies. So and, and, and so it's a it's a mallard duck and she's a Muscovy duck. So I, I don't know ducks uh, well enough, but I'm like, oh my God, I've got to like help this little baby. And I look over and there's another baby. And it's stuck in the chicken wire in the fence. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I put that baby down. And I'm saving this baby. Meanwhile, I'm where I'm looking to die. Like, I, I really think she's going to cut me open, you know. Uh, no, she didn't care. So I, I take these two newly hatched babies up to the house and I walk in the house. And of course, <laughs> hi, honey. Hi. We well, didn't buy them this time. And I, I and I'm I'm like holding them, sheltering them in my arms, and 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 I was just gonna sneak by, you know. And of course, beep 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 beep. beep. He's like, "What? 
what? <laughs> like, we have baby ducks and Lucas is so excited, you know, and he comes running out. And so the, the, I don't know, I just spent like $340 trying to get a duck habitat for baby ducks <laughs> in my husband's garage where he, it's like his man cave. And he's like, why are there ducks in the garage? I'm like, they need to be warm. I can't let them go to the pond because I've been reading about them and their mother is the one who waterproofs them and they can't survive it. So they have to be in the pond. So anyway, I've got a like ginormous duck habitat in my garage and I'm raising Charles and Camilla. <laughs> Perfect names. Perfect day. <laughs> oh my God, they're so cute. And they will eventually hate me because they're mallards and they're going to think, they're wild. So as of now, they let us pick them up for like a day or two and then they'll hate me and then whatever. But it's fine anyway. So I'm raising what baby do you ducks. Feed baby ducks. Well, that's a good question, Glenn. <laughs> I've had to Amazon again, I, I don't know, $350 worth of all sorts of things for baby ducks. <laughs> so I'm waiting on my Amazon delivery now. I cut up some grass. I took some scissors out and I like chopping grass and somebody said rolled oats and I have like some organic rolled oats. So I brought those out and I soaked them in water, made a little mash. So far they hate all of it and they've been eating chicken food. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's easy. You have some of that. <laughs> I have plenty of that. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll keep you up to date on Charles and Camilla. Now we also had a great weekend um, because Chad's been traveling a lot and yeah, like normal. And uh, so Lucas and I just go to movies. And so on last week I checked him out of school to go see the Mario movie. And then yesterday we went and saw guardians of the galaxy. So you wanted me to do reviews of these yeah. without spoilers we'll in, in the, the post, post show. show. Yeah, we'll do those in the post show. I also wanted to thank some new auditors who can now get the post show, uh, Christina Goff, Jennifer Jones, and Shelly Fowker. Uh, we want to welcome all of you. Thank you for becoming new auditors. Plus, one other auditor had a good weekend. That's Clark. Uh, Clark did. He's a, one of our longtime auditors. He's the guy who helped me put in my kitchen. One of his syndicate horses broke uh Broke their maiden. The name of the horse is Classic Cut, and they ran at Horseshoe in Indiana, which I'm not familiar with that track. It's but a casino, I think, it, mainly. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't remember that one. But he's part of those syndicates that own horses. Wasn't the winner a syndicate horse this year? There's 380 owners of Mage. Yeah, that's what I thought. So who knows, Clark, maybe next year you'll be out there in the track as a winner. Of the I mean, it definitely game. makes me want to buy it. But if you spent, like on Mage, if you spent a certain, like if you, you could buy one share for 50 bucks, but if you bought $1,500 worth of shares, then you were invited to the Derby as an owner. Oh, and that's you, cool. you that's get why to there's meet so him. many people out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, the badminton happened this weekend. We're going to talk about that a little bit in the post-show, too. It's not over yet. Today's the final day for badminton. Jogged up this morning. Everybody yep. passed, so. Yep. And I didn't get to watch any of it, uh, any of the – there's just so much going on. Dude, uh, I just follow a vending nation because they update constantly. It's so – their coverage is amazing, amazing. And and they post post a lot of gifts and all that for that are happening. Did you see the gif of the guy who fell in the, yes, the water jump yes, and then started the video, swimming? actually. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, the coronation, back to that for a little bit. So I tuned in about the time when they were walking into the church to do all the church stuff. 
or you know where he actually got crowned and all that stuff mm-hmm. um and i i must admit i might have because uh, that was like six in the morning so i might have fallen asleep i get back again during a little of that because it was pretty long um i i was amazed by the number of trinkets they have to hand him and uh do, do <laughs> ceremonies over it's a like, lot of pomp a, a lot of trinkets there there's uh Wands and and globes and you're sounding okay. so American right now. <laughs> so it's like trinkets. he's got all these trinkets <laughs> that he has to hold. <laughs> I turned it on as they were going back, and I saw that Princess Anne was the guard. That was awesome. Oh my god! You know she asked for that just so she she can just ride her horse. <laughs> she actually <laughs> asked for it because she didn't want to worry about what she had to wear. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's so cool. Uh, now let's. I hate to hey. I hate to get all uh, uh, eat entertainment TV here, but Kate's outfit was amazing. Her, oh, she's just so pretty. Oh, it's she is pretty. I mean, she just fits the bill, right? It's uh, like she should be a princess. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> Her outfit was just amazing. I was just I'm going to have a baby and then five minutes later walk out on a <laughs> yeah. balcony and show everybody yeah. and be skinnier than <laughs> I was when I got pregnant. And what do you think they said to those kids to keep them quiet for two hours in that church? In the Abbey. What I will think? renounce your throne <laughs> in the Cause, future. Because they're not known for being, you know, perfect little children. They're children, but Holy cow, they were good. I would I don't think I'd have been that good for two hours in there. I I was I, I to be fair, I kind of forgot that it was gonna happen so early in the morning and I got a text from Nelda at Horse and Hound and she's like, I have your next makeover challenge. Drums on horseback. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that too. Do you know they steer with their feet? I don't I don't they even they, want- they steer with their feet. The reins are attached to their feet and that's how they steer with those drums hanging over. We did try to get David Saunders for today. He's our royal correspondent. He was the coachman to the Queen for twenty years. But he actually is in England. He's there for the Royal Windsor Horse Show. So uh, okay. he's, he's actually judging and showing. So he's doing both at this show. I don't think he gets to judge himself. But uh, he did say after Royal Windsor is over and he gets back, he'll come on and tell us all about everything. So, oh, cool. So that'll be cool. Uh, the World Equestrian Center is one of our terrific sponsors. As you know, we talk about them all the time. But they're doing something really cool this week. And uh, I, I admire them for reaching out and, and doing this. We, you know, everybody heard about the death of the young rider, Hannah, is it Surface? Uh, last week here in Florida, she did a rotational fall. It was during a – it wasn't during an event. It was during a different show. Um, she was 15 years old. Uh, her memorial service is being held at WEC today. And in lieu of sending flowers, this is really cool. The Surface family requests that the attendees honor Hannah by bringing a horse show blue ribbon with a personalized message written on it. So they Aww. want you to take one of your blue ribbons from one of your horse shows and put a put a message on it. And they said, if you're not able to bring, bring a blue ribbon, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people at this event at WEC, um, the ribbons will be available at the surface or at the service. But WEC wanted me to announce that the World Equestrian Center will be working with the family. And they did a GoFundMe taking donations. But this is to create a junior rider fund in Hannah's honor. The donations will be used to create a grant that will be awarded annually to assist a young rider in furthering their equestrian goals. They posted this the end of last week. They had a $10,000 goal. It is now at $95,000. Yes. Or $9,500. What? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so... 
So I think they'll be able to support a couple of young riders, actually. That's amazing. How but, cool. And it was really cool for the World Equestrian Center. They wanted me to mention that, that this is being this is happening. I will also put a link in the show notes to the GoFundMe if you want to check that out. WorldEquestrianCenter.com So before we get to our guest to talk about Williamsburg, I wanted to mention this post I saw on Facebook by a lady by the name of Jen Rose. And she wrote, having a bad ride, rough day, working at the barn, a saddle you want just financially out of reach. I'd like to take the time to remind you that... And we're gonna oh go my back, God! We'll go back and forth with these. They're hilarious. Hunter jumpers. We ride horses in circles and jump sticks for a living, and then we let some person tell us how her horse did or did not jump the sticks as pretty as another horse. <laughs> Dressage. We trot in circles and let someone else write down whether or not we are circly enough for the circle club. <laughs> <laughs> Aventors, we decided jumping out of an airplane without a parachute wasn't exciting enough. So we run at mock speeds toward walls, ditches, and small lakes to see who can do it the fastest. <laughs> it's true. Um, barrel racers, we spend all of our time fine-tuning our ability to turn three times faster than anyone else. It's Ropers. <laughs> this one made me laugh. Uh, this is my favorite. <laughs> Ropers, we catch calves. That are technically already caught. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Steer wrestlers. We wrestle an animal that didn't even know there was a wrestling match coming their way. <laughs> <laughs> Team sorters. Like sorting. Which is very popular. Our, it's so popular now. Even on our worst day, we didn't spend as much as the cutters. <laughs> Rainers. Seed dressage ad speed. <laughs> Cutters, we let several people tell us we're better or worse and not letting calves hang out with their buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Team Penners, there's a lot of things with cows. Uh, we take caught calves and make them a little more caught. <laughs> <laughs> Mounted shooters, because we've used this skill never in the last 200 years. <laughs> Endurance. We take 10 times as long and 10 times more money to get somewhere an ATV could have brought us. <laughs> and that so horses true. in general. <laughs> Western pleasure. We poke around at wine sipping speeds in the equestrian equivalent of a ball gown. <laughs> <laughs> wine sipping speeds. That's a good one. Uh, trail riders. Cheers. Y'all have it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I this is a good one. list. I love this list. Uh, still my favorite, though, had to be the, uh, I don't know. There's we a catch calves that yeah, were that already has, caught. That has, to be, that has to be the best one. Well, I want to thank Kosequin for being a sponsor. Kosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support, support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses, and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. The colors of our ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com or if you're over in England, it's Cosequin. Is it really? I well, I, I just heard John Kyle saying it. I was like, that's awesome. He's like, incoming to the Cosequin jump. And I was like, what is he talking about? Cosequin jump. The 
Coast. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Let's get to our first guest. Uh, we, you know, Jennifer and I got engaged at Williamsburg 36 years ago. Very soft spot in our heart. We've been back a number of times since then. And they have a huge animal program there, not just the ones that pull the wagons and the carts, but they also have a bunch of animals around Williamsburg. If you've never been to Williamsburg, it is definitely worth seeing, especially if you have kids in the, I'd say, 10 to 13 age. It's pretty cool. Or Uh, you're Glenn's age. Or if you're my age. (laughs) And then we were actually there one of the times when they did, I think it was the 250th anniversary of Williamsburg, and they had huge reenactment of some of the battles and they had these reenactors there uh, it must have been thousands of them we just got there we were lucky we didn't even know it was happening and we just happened to be there that week it was so cool so we definitely love Williamsburg and they're doing some good work over there for rare breeds we're going to talk to them about that and one of those breeds is Cleveland Bays well, we have Andre with us. He's the director of Coach and Livestock at Historic Williamsburg. And I am so excited to talk to you because I love your programs over there for the livestock. Andre, how long have you worked at Williamsburg? Uh, I've been working here for six years now. And did you have any experience with horses or the other animals, the sheep and the cows and all of that before? Um, yes, um, so I'm born and raised in South Carolina, uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina, and um, I was raised up on a farm, so uh, we had um, cows, chickens, pigs, horses, mules, uh, you name it, we had it. Oh, that's cool. And did you start at Williamsburg in the animal department? Yeah, so when I started here, I started as a coach driver here. Oh, cool. For the, uh, for, yeah, for coaching livestock, yeah. That's cool. And did I did I read that you were the first director promoted from inside the department? Um, yes, that is correct. So talk to us a little bit about the types of animals that you have at Colonial Williamsburg. All right. So the type of animals that we have here, um, we have our rare breed program that consists of Lester Longwood sheep here. Uh, we also have um, Cleveland bays that are here. We got our red Devon milking cows. We also have um, shorthorn, our shorthorn cows, which are our oxens, and then we have um, um, different types of chickens. So we have our nankins, we have dominiques, we have um, jungle fowl, old English, um, old English like your your gamecocks, your fighting chickens, and then we also have um, crevcore here as well. We did have we had darkins here, and so we would. All our darkens um, have died off, so we're trying to get um, our program with our darkens back here. So you have as many breeds of chickens as Jamie does. She has. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he's beating me. <laughs> so uh, tell us about the horses. Obviously, our listeners are all horse people, and I know Cleveland Bays are a huge part of your operation there. Why the Cleveland Bay? So. We have tried different horses in the past. Why the Cleveland Bays? We know that um, they are on the livestock conservancy as um, being critical, um, about to be extinct. There's, there's, there's fewer than a thousand in the world. We know there's about 220 here in the U.S., and we currently have about 28 horses here on property today. Um, the the reason for the the Cleveland Bay is that when we was going back and we was doing research, we know that Lord Dunmore, who was the fifth governor here, was gifted a horse, which um, which was believed to be a Cleveland Bay um, mare by the name of um, Ruth Black Eyes. So uh, 
We know that that mayor came here and stayed at the Governor Palace for two years before Lord Dunmore actually bought two plantations that um, was in um, York County and then in um, Berkeley County, which is West Virginia today. So we like, hey, it'd be pretty cool to, um, you know, see if we can um, raise Cleveland Bays here. And part, since they're part of the Livestock Conservancy, we thought that we can um, help that breed out trying to get the population back up. What a lot of people might not realize is that Cleveland Bays were very popular back in colonial times. Well, um, most, well, back in your colonial times, like back in the day, there wasn't like a specific breed of horses. So, you know, if, if uh, a bay horse with black manes of point, yes, it could have been a Cleveland Bay, but they didn't really have, they, they were more on uh, racing stock horses. So, um, that, and and that's when when we're going through doing all the research and all that stuff, we run into some of that problem. But we know that the horse that Lord Domo had um, was out of a stallion that was born in Yorkshire, England, which was where the Cleveland Bays got their start, and that's where they was born and raised. Gotcha. Okay, and they're good. The the nice thing I I, I know some people actually some of our listeners have Cleveland Bays, and the good thing about Cleveland Bays is they're they're good for riding, they're good for driving, they just have good temperaments. Um, yes. So overall, real, uh, well-rounded horse. I mean, you can do anything with it. If you want to plow with the horse, you can plow with the horse. If you want to ride the horse, you want to fox hunt with them. Yeah. Um, if you know, back in the day, they they used the horse to take their family to church to pull wagons and stuff. So, I mean, overall, um, good 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 tempered horse. What do you guys do with the horses as part of the exhibit? As part of Williamsburg, what what working roles do they have? So, they have many working roles. So, we, when we interpret with the Cleveland Bays, um, they are out on the carriage. We got a pair of purebred Cleveland Bays that's out on the carriage um, today. That's doing um, commercial driving um, for the guests. We also um, have our actors interpreter that go out and ride the Cleveland Bays, and then um, and then we have like our mayor and foes that we have them in town, so the guests get to um, interact and, and, and see the babies that um, that we have produced um, for the year. So they get to go out there, and then plus we have um, either the grooms or we have other actor interpreter to take the horses out on lead, and they be dressed up in costume and they just walking the horse around town. Okay, and I know that the animals are a huge part. Every time you go to Williamsburg, all the animals uh, are a huge part of the experience, and it's it's it is one of the cool things. You know, it is kind of a reenactment town, so you know, seeing the animals there just helps. I mean, it, it, we always love seeing the animals there. Uh, yeah, that, um, that's the cool part about um, coming to Colonial Williamsburg um, is everybody, the number one thing is seeing the animals out on the street or seeing the animals in the pastures along with the um, the gardens and, and, and the historical buildings. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty fun to, um, to come here and just walk around, you know, like if you want to walk around with your family or walk around with your dog or, you know, or if you, or if you want to take a nice little casual jog through town, um, that, that's also nice as well. And I, I will say the food's really good at Williamsburg, too. <laughs> We've eaten a lot of it. <laughs> it's, it's really good. So have, what have, what has surprised you about this job since you took it? Uh, what surprised me about it? Yeah. It, it just, it just uh, it's, a, it's a lot of moving parts that's going on. It's not, not, not only do I have to focus on the, um, the 
maintaining the welfare and the care of the horses. I also have to do that with the cows, um, with the sheep, and with the chickens. And then only, and then, um, and then having a budget and then making sure that, um, everything lines up with the budget as far as, um, as far as nutrition, um, feeding, um, hay bedding and, 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 and medical or um, taking care of these animals uh, on a daily basis. Do you have your own okay. fair? Do you have your own farrier? Is he, I know you have a blacksmith in town. Does a blacksmith do the horses or do you have a separate farrier for that? Uh, no, we have a separate ferry for that. So um, we have a ferry that is on contract. Um, he comes um, twice a week, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and, and maintains the, um, the care of the horses. Um, we we tr- we we try to keep that at um, well. We change um, a set of shoes on horses probably about every five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is it. I can't remember. Are the streets dirt or are they? Stone? I can't remember what the streets are made of. No, nah, the street um, sh- um street is on um, paved over, so yeah, it's that's right. Okay, yeah. So the horses are on that. Do they, do you put just out of curiosity because I'm a driver? Do you put borium on them? Um, we are, yeah, we put drill tech on the bottom. Oh, of the shoes. gotcha. Okay, all right. I was wondering what you used. Well, this is very cool. I you know if if you haven't been to Williamsburg yet, I highly recommend it. If you're a horse person, you're going to see horses all over the place. So it's just a good time. And uh, uh, Andre, I just wanted to thank you for joining us today. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. All right, thanks, Andre. Uh, thank you. All right, bye bye. All right, bye bye. Well, there you go. Have you ever been there? I have never. It sounds awesome. Oh, it is awesome. And you know what? There's a military base right there. You can take tours of ships and all kinds of things. So it, it is really a cool spot. Um, you can, you know, you can head to the beach from there. It's just, it's just really cool. It's a cool spot. It would be a good trip for, for you to take Lucas before he gets to the teenage I don't care years. <laughs> that won't happen. <laughs> So that would be my advice. Is and he's going to love me forever, and we're going to be best friends. <laughs> you know, maybe the maybe before that. <laughs> I think with Lucas, you probably have to your well till he finds girls. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's like his dad, maybe you have another year, and then you're done. <laughs> Level up your horse's performance this season with choices from Purina Animal Nutrition. From Purina Ultimum Competition Formula to Purina Impact Pro Performance and everything in between. Purina has the right option for your horse, including supplements like Purina Super Sport Amino Acid Supplement, Purina Amplify High Fat Supplement, and Purina Outlast Gastric Support Supplement. There are many choices for Optimum Nutrition, and when you choose Purina, it's all backed by science. Level up your performance this season, put Purina's research to the test. Ask for Purina at your local feed retailer today. Train with top hunter, jumper, and eventing professionals anytime, anywhere with Practical Horsemen on Demand. Your membership gives you access to hundreds of how-to training videos taught by top-level hunter, jumper, equitation, and eventing pros, exclusive interviews and lectures, slow-motion demonstrations, insider access to private clinics and lessons, and step-by-step tutorials. New content is always being rolled out, so there are always new videos available on the topics important to you. Join now for just $24.99 a month and take your training to the next level with Practical Horseman On Demand. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. These are real problems that our listeners have. On Sundays, I'll put up a post in the auditor's Facebook page and say, what's going on with your life? What's your problem? And they will uh, fill in the gaps for this and uh, share with us their emotional trials and tribulations that they're going through. Uh, So, Glenn, if you want to participate in this, how do they become an auditor? You just go to uh, horsesinthemorning.com and click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page. All right, perfect. Well, we're going to start with Nicole. Bring it on, uh, Nicole. What do you got going wrong? She says, all of a sudden, it got dark today as I was finishing up my farm chores, and horse girl priorities meant I got the hay inside right before the downpour of rain. Me, not so much. I was I was drenched. <laughs> Is there anything worse than wet hay sticking to, like, bare legs? Uh, or you're driving home with it in the back of the pickup. It's It was beautiful. You said, I have time to get the hay, and halfway home, it starts to rain. you got to open up all the bales when you get home. That sucks. I've had that happen. Uh, Rachel says, my horse husband says, so I guess her horse husband submitted an ad. Okay. When your horses, and I love this because it incorporates a sponsor. When your spoiled a horses can't leave the Purina Equitub alone and you have to keep flipping it over. So you have this sticky brown beep all over you and <laughs> all of your hands every day before putting it back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, April says oh, my daughter. It's even worse when they start to eat and it's, you know, it's mushy. You know, maybe you've made a mash or something. And when they start to eat and the first thing they do as you're standing there is swing their head over and rub their lips on your shirt. Yeah. They're so in love, but they love you. Oh, yeah, they okay. love you. Yeah. All right. Um, my April says my daughter had her final weekend in the plate that she was in. And obviously I had to go watch, but I missed all the dink derby coverage in the live race. <laughs> Uh, uh, um, I have to call you out. What? Well, you oh, said. Oh, I fr- told you that off the air. <laughs> <laughs> you said on Friday. You brought it up on Friday that you had a conflict I for did. Saturday night during the race. I did. And I did. the conflict was your son was in a baseball game. Yeah. And you were going Hit to a, go to the baseball double, game, double header tournament, and then on Saturday come night. home and watch the delayed race. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did. But then you said that you can't do, you can't watch that behind because then you're going to find out the winner because like notifications go out or people yes. post or yes, whatever that's, that's and that's message you. So I took that to heart. So it's my fault. <laughs> and I had his grandparents take him to the game and I stayed home. <laughs> now, I said earlier that he was puking. It actually was his cousin who was here. I wasn't going to get into this whole thing, Glenn. <laughs> But his cousin was also with me all day. And so the cousin and Lucas went to the games with the grandparents. And I thought, well, that's a lovely outing to have with your grandparents until the cousin started puking and had to come home. And oh, I ended no. up missing the race anyway. The, all the pre stuff. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> well, I, did, did, I, I love that my, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law are out of town. And they're like, hey, can you watch our kid on Saturday and Saturday night? And I'm like, sure, whatever. Sounds good. And they drop him off. And 15 minutes later, he's vomiting in my bathroom. <laughs> So that was my weekend. I wasn't going to get into it. The whole <laughs> I got to ask you thing. a question, though. Did, oh. did Lucas go to the game? Did he stay at the game? Yeah. And, and did he win any of the games? 
He won both those games. Oh, now you're even a worse parent. Now you really do suck. I went Sunday and they lost 17 to one. Oh, maybe you shouldn't go anymore. I think it's me. How can they win two games on Saturday night and then lose 17 to nothing? Because it's a bracket tournament. They started out with like the younger Uh, teams, easier teams. And then they got, you know, you whittle your way down to the, this kid who pitched on Sunday looked 27 years old. I was like, <laughs> what is happening right now? I mean, this kid is on the mound and this is nine year old. Okay. And this dude is like checking the runner at third, checking the runner at first, like hiking the leg up, hurling this ball down the middle. Whomp, and, the, and I'm like, who is this? And where are the children? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I did. Have, uh, I did have my finger on the loser bumper in case I needed it during this conversation. Listen. <laughs> We all have choices we have to make. I went, I've been, this stupid baseball team plays two games a week, two practices a week, and then they're like, let's go to a tournament on the weekend. 10 years old, they're doing two games a week. We only did one, Uh, maybe, and then some weeks we didn't do any. Yeah, no, that's not how this is working. And he's not in club sports or anything. He's just like rec league. And and like, like, if you step it up a little bit, it's even crazier. So, yeah. Anyway, this is well, the team homers, the mascot. If it's any consolation, he's going to play baseball for a long time. So you'll see plenty of games. He Thank may never you. win that's, again. That's but, what I know. said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Robin is submitting for her daughter. She said, Corinne said, last week we had a blast getting to trot Joey over the poles and was really looking forward to this Tuesday's lesson because we'd finally get to Canner since the first time since his injury. And then here's the forecast during my lesson. And it it looks terrible. <laughs> like it, every day is like lightning and thunderstorms. So and that's your Joey. You actually, that's your Joey, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a horse I got when he was four from the sheriff's department, and now he's ponying around, you know, taking kids around and all that. And he's he's in Texas. He's, in Texas, he's got a million lives, man. That horse is superstar. Um, Diana says, "I did the laundry, and I found it, which is amazing." In my house, because my husband, (laughs) you want clean clothes, you're going to have to do some laundry. Um, Diana says, I did the laundry and I found this weird dirt, like clumpy stuff at the bottom of the washing machine. And so I had to shake it off of my wet clothes. Like, what the heck? And then I checked my pants pocket and there were horse cookies. (laughs) 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 Ah! It's like, it's like putting, like when I go down to the coop and I put an egg in my pocket. I will inevitably break it on the way back up. So it's kind of that same. It's going to be in there forever. You've washed it into the fibers now, just like my eggs in my pockets. <laughs> uh, Linda says, and she had a whole story. I'm just going to get short and sweet. How do you get hay in your bra when hay is nowhere near the top of your shirt? Girl. <laughs> I get it. Do you ever get uh, it out of your bra or just live in there permanently? I, I think there's some embedded in the fibers, just like the horse cookies and the eggs. Uh, but here's the thing is like, I've given up trying to be slick because I have a 21 year old male in my barn. I like, I don't pee in the stalls anymore. You know, like I used to just go pee in the stall, but I'm like, I can't because what if he walked by, that would be super awkward and really embarrassing. But I do just pop the top of my shirt down and reach down and get hay on my bra all the time. I don't care. I don't care where you are. This is, this is going to happen. Well, that stuff Look itchy. away. I mean, it is itchy. I mean, you got to deal with it. Look away. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kelly says, I needed more 
supplements from my horse and riding warehouse had the best price, but that alone was not enough to get free shipping. So I had to buy two new saddle pads because they were on sale and it's like they were free. free. <laughs> <laughs> You've started a trend. We really need that shirt. It's like it was free. Yeah, I mean, they, if you get it on sale, it's like it was free. It's like you saved money on shipping. Listen, I'm with you. You know okay? what? I, I can picture this now. We need we need Jessica, our artist, to draw this one up. It's a circle with saddle pads and bridles and saddles all the way around the outer edge of the circle. And on the inside, it says it, it's like it was free. And it had, but it has to say, if you buy all this, you get free shipping. So then it's like it's all free. <laughs> Jessica, I mean, you're going to work gonna on spend that. it anyway. You <laughs> might as well just, you know, uh, who wants to pay for shipping when you could have a new saddle pad? Kelly, I get it. All right. Adrian says, Before horse you girl. Go on, you know, we've had a thousand good ideas for T-shirts and bumper stickers and stuff, except you and I are not good at implementing things. We really need somebody that's actually good at doing this stuff. I know. And Horse and Hound Rescue has a lot of really cute shirts and I'm wearing one right now. And it has a picture like a it's like a silhouette of a horse and a silhouette of a dog. And the shirt says, hold on. Horses and dogs make me happy. Humans make my head hurt. (laughs) 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 Oh, They're really good at the shirts. Every instructor in America should have that. Every teacher. (laughs) I thought I was like, I'll take that. Thank you. One in every color. Uh, Adrian says, horse girl reality. When a storm pops up, the barn isn't too far from the house to run out and bring the ponies in. But when the storm pops up and you're in the barn and it's storming, the house is so far away. (laughs) That is so true. Uh, It's like, I'm just going to run down the barn real quick. I can't get back. I live here now. (laughs) Elizabeth said, I'm six weeks out from surgery and I can finally ride. But I'm going to an all-inclusive resort in Cancun next week, so I can't do it till I get back. <laughs> I'm sure the margaritas will make up for it. I don't know. Cancun. Oof, that's got to be fun. All right. Serenity says, I washed my barn hoodie, and now my washing machine is full of hay. Why do I like hoodies? So I like zip-up hoodies, but inevitably there will be hay in your pockets. Yeah, I made the mistake. I, I, I have one fleece jacket, and it was chilly the other morning, and I made a mistake of wearing it to the barn. Mm-hmm. That was that fleece was, yeah, and hay that was and horse hair. No, it's no, an enemy. No. It's like putting on chapstick. You yep. might as well put chapstick <laughs> on the outside of the fleece. It was bad. Um, let's see. Lindsay says, "We oh, this is this is this makes my teeth hurt. I'm so upset for you. We had concrete done in my feed room, and the brushed lines in the concrete." Don't run to the door. They run parallel to the door, not perpendicular, which means that when I sweep, my broom keeps getting caught on the brush lines and I have to sweep five times more to get everything out the door. That sounds so minor. We had a barn that they went the wrong way like that. It was awful. And you couldn't get it all clean. It just no. never worked. You needed a blower to do that. You just need yeah. to blower that. My yeah. barn, I have to sweep. I, I have to sweep first and then I blow it because of kind of that same situation. But like, it'll wear down eventually. You'll be fine. You know what? This is so a bad. problem that only horse people would understand. The <laughs> concrete is, lines yes. are running the wrong way. Yes. <laughs> Not to mention you have horses and a concrete floor feed room, but whatever. It's why it's first world. Was uh, that was... Lindsay. Oh, she lives here in Ocala, too. <laughs> All right. Megan says, I do consignment tack and saddles as a side gig, and this 
gorgeous Devaku saddle came in and I just had to try it on my mare. And of course she loved it and I loved it and now I have to buy it, but that means I have to sell my old saddle. <laughs> Listen, I'm in the same boat. I have a, if anybody's looking for an 18 inch Devaku Makila saddle, I bought it for a, a thoroughbred that was very uphill. And now um, I have Ace who's not as uphill and it doesn't fit him at all. Uh, so uh, if anybody needs a Devaku Makila, I get it because now I have to sell this one to then buy another one. So I'm, I'm on the opposite end of your problem, but I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with an 18 inch saddle? Uh, that would I swallow to, your little butt up. It, yeah, I'm a 17 in yeah. dressage and because <laughs> and, I have short legs. And uh, the problem is I, I needed a saddle for this horse at the time. Oh, it was Edward, my yeah, old event horse, and I needed this. Yeah. And I, well, narrow, narrow enough, enough for yeah. him, and he was very uphill. So this saddle fit him perfect. It just didn't fit me. And <laughs> yeah, I, you'd be swimming in that thing. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just a little big for me, and also it doesn't fit Ace because, bless his heart, he's a little butt high right now. Okay, uh, wait a minute. Minute. I just made a saddle reference to size and knew what I was talking about. I've been doing this too long. I need to. Quit. I mean, really, I, I didn't even cut. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even acknowledge that. I am so proud of well, you. Well, I used to have a tax shop. And we used to fit saddles, so that that's was why I it. thought you knew what you yeah, knew. What but you were still, about. I know way too much about horse stuff. I need to quit. I need to do something <laughs> else. <laughs> Lori says, "I finally went horse camping this weekend in my brand new living quarters horse trailer, but Ooh. I had to dewinterize de it and I'd done everything right, or so I thought, only to realize when I got there, uh -oh. I didn't have any hot water <laughs> <laughs> to shower." <laughs> oh my god everybody no forgets about the camping. hot water heater in the living quarters oh i'm sorry i can't take a hot shower while i'm camping in my living quarters or trailer with my horses <laughs> <laughs> such a problem <laughs> uh Kristen says oh, i have two amazing horses and i don't know which one to take a lesson on this week oh. uh take it on zara because i want to see pictures and videos she bought my horse. Uh, Courtney says, I found a pair of Sergio Agrasso boots in my size for $150 on eBay. Oh, my God. But they're, like, not here yesterday, which means I have to keep riding in my warm country boots until they get here. <laughs> God, how are you able to live? All right. Two more. Um, Jessica says, I almost missed the Kentucky Derby because I was on the Tron ride at Magic Kingdom. And then I had to run as fast as I could getting off the ride back to my locker to get my phone out to turn it on right away as they were going into the gate. Shoo! <laughs> you Florida people. Uh, and finally, Emily says, my mini's mane and forelock are just way too long. Her forelock goes past her nose. What am I supposed to do with all that hair? <laughs> <laughs> that is a long hair. That's a long forelock. You could take some of it and send it to my Andalusian, yeah, or my who pony. sadly <laughs> needs some more. <laughs> my pony just keeps rubbing it out. It's just, I've given up. He's just oh. never going to have a forelock ever. We have a late entry. Tony oh. has just submitted one. Okay. She says, I'm probably too late for the show, but I have to share. I was trying to be financially responsible this weekend, what? so I only loaded $25 onto my Twin Spires account to bet on the Oaks and the Derby. <laughs> and my husband said, I want to put $20, put $20 on my pick, but there was only $8 left in the account because she's being financially responsible, Glenn. Uh, so she put the $8 on his pick. Oh, his don't pick, tell me he picked Mage. His pick was Mage. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
she's never going to be under that. That's still pretty good money. <laughs> That's funny. And how much did you bet? I don't want to talk about it. Actually, I was responsible. I thought I could get you. I tried. I thought I could get you. I, too, only put $25 onto my Twinspires account. Actually, I only put 20 but PayPal took a $5 fee for gambling apps. I guess they take more. Really? Yes, they took tw- so I put twenty dollars in and it cost me twenty five and I'm like, Psh. it's like that's like I had to pay shipping. I should could have got something for free. We've talked and about I this did. in the past. If there's one addiction I could have, it's gambling. So I have resisted and I have never put one of those apps on my phone because I know bad. it would be a problem. And I, I have, I, yeah, it's bad. Um, but I was talking to my boarder and he like. Which app do you use? And I was like, I'm going to go with Twin Spires this time. And he was like, that's cool. That's the one I use. And I was like, oh, my God, you play the ponies? And he was like, I have to delete it as soon as the Belmont is over. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's probably a really good idea. I have a toughest time because you and I both love blackjack. We love blackjack. So going on cruises, of course, I have to play a little blackjack. But I have to be really careful. I bring $100 and that's it. And now the bet, the minimum bets are so high, it's hard to play on $100. Because the minimum bets in a lot of these are 20 bucks. I'm happy to give it a good old college try. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Why did we not go to a casino we were going to? Um... I when think I was it was there. one night. Yeah, where well, you were going to go, and then something happened. Oh, I didn't have anybody to watch Lucas, I think. Oh, that's so. what it was. Yeah, you and I, we, we wanted to go just sit at a blackjack table together. And Jen was not happy no. to volunteer to babysit. <laughs> no, she was not. <laughs> she babysat once in her entire life, and that's because everybody left, and she was stuck with the kid. It was just there. That, that poor child. <laughs> it was like one year old. That poor Jennifer's poor like, child. well, I just watched it, made sure it didn't do anything wrong. So... <laughs> I I remember before I had a kid, I was watching my nephew and his mom, it was like Christmas. I was in in visiting them and he like was watching TV and he was like, I mean, he could talk and he like hunches over and like poops in his diaper. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? And he's like, I had to poop. And I was like, why didn't, why didn't you go to the bathroom? (laughs) <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get, and I was like, but you know, you're pooping. Why don't you just go to the bathroom and poop? And apparently I shamed him so bad that he like got potty trained, like right after that. <laughs> <laughs> that nephew just graduated high school, by you the know, way. There was more than one person concerned when we found out you were pregnant. Yeah, no, I know. I've heard. <laughs> You've done very well, but uh, Thank you. there was some concern before you had that baby. <laughs> I called his mom at church and I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I I don't know what to do. He's like, he pooped and then we discussed it and he just, well, I don't know what to do. She's like, I'll be home in half an hour. It's fine. You don't have to call me during church. Yeah, no, I was told by my um, multiple people in my family, including my mother, repeatedly that she's shocked that I've turned out to be a good mom. And I'm like, what do you think I'm going to do? Like I take care of animals. I, I had yeah, only and- known you for a little while enough. I think we were doing shows five days a week then. Um, but I was shocked you were pregnant. I was just like, oh you know who God. else was shocked? I was pregnant. You me. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, hang on, auditors. We're going to do a post show. Uh, We're going to talk about the man who we will not name, and then also some movies. He who shall not be named. Uh, Some movies, especially certain one that I want to hear about. We're going to go see it this week. Oh my god! Yeah.
time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. So I did not see badminton, did you? Um, I Like I said, I, I followed along with the Eventing Nation coverage, and it was just total carnage. I mean, by carnage, I mean, it rained and rained. I mean, it's England, and it rained so much that even uh, three of the riders in the top 10 pulled out before cross country, even though they were top 10 after a dressage, because they just were like, this is crazy. Nobody, I don't think anybody made time. And it was just like was many Harry Mead was like, I didn't even wear a watch. Like I didn't care. <laughs> so it was, it was messy, huh? Yeah. There, like I said, there's one of the guys swimming in the water. I mean, it was, it was definitely I saw that crazy. video. Actually, the video was quite funny. It was of the guy hitting the water. It was quite funny. And then we have the devil. Yeah. He's the worst. You know, there was been a lot of people commenting on this. Did you see it? Uh, I, uh, again, I just watched anything? the gifts posted and yeah, I did see the horse crash into the jump and I cannot believe he did not stop after that. What I cannot did, believe. Did the so Nation like, address it at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, well, they posted the video of this jump. So if you go back through to where they do like the minute by minute ticks of like what's happening on course, they there's a gif of him and it's a big solid square table and the horse just like jumps and kind of lands in the middle of it and it collapses and then he just spurs it on. Okay, you, so they, let's uh, let's we will say his name for those that have no idea what we're talking about. New auditors, uh, Oliver Townend has. He's gotten not a great reputation uh, for the way he handles horses during shows. And that is not just us saying that. That is, <laughs> there's been a lot of commenting on it. Um, I, Michael Wilhelm, who, Wilhelm, who is one of uh, like a three star eventer out of Ohio, had a really good post about this. And, you know, it's the horse was tired. I mean, the horse was tired. The horse got to the table fence. That was kind of the last straw. It was but, like, it was fence number seven yeah, as well. And, and, you know, he was just tired. And everybody saw he was tired. So tired that the ground jury actually pulled him up. For the ground jury to pull up a horse in a five-star never happens. I mean, it hardly ever ha- it hardly ever happens in the lower levels. But I have seen it happen in the lower levels. And it's That's mostly usually teenagers for dangerous that are, riding. Yeah, and it's usually tired. teenagers that are pushing their horse, so they don't even know what they're doing. Um, but here, I mean, he, he knows better. And it was just bad horsemanship all the way around. And they should have pulled him up. But then they let him ride a second horse, didn't they? That was shocking to me. And I, he's sitting, I, I think, in third. I don't know what the rule is. I think the rule is if they pull you for one horse, you can still ride your second horse. I don't think there's a rule that if they pull you for one, they pull you for the other. I don't think that that's an official change. rule. Um, so I don't know for sure about that, but the way I remember it, that's and I agree that needs a change. You get pulled for one horse for basically he was red flagged or yellow, whatever they could, whichever color flag he wasn't. Used. I don't even think he was yellow carded. I, I think they just, just stopped him. They just stopped him. So, but if that happens, then you should be out with all your horses. I, I yeah, because you you're, you made a really you know. In some worlds, like, yes, you made a really bad mistake. I remember that Elisa Wallace rode a tired horse and she, I don't know if they pulled her up or they talked to her right after. And she went online and apologized, heartfelt apology, how she just screwed up and will never do it again. And she never has. And that to me is like a mistake. But this fucking guy does it over and over. Why don't you read the post from Michael? 
While I appreciate how competitive and successful Oliver Townend has been for the past several years, he is not a good horseman. This is not us saying this. This is Michael Wilham saying this, and he posted it publicly. I've taken him... I've seen him. I've seen him do this way too many times, and I've lost respect for him. His horse this morning on cross-country at Badminton got extremely tired, even coming down hard and luckily activating the MIM clips, that's the breakaway jump, on the table at fence 19. So he still had quite a ways from home. Instead of feeling how tired his horse was and pulling up, he kept pushing on until the ground jury ultimately pulled him up and eliminated him shortly after. This isn't the first time I've seen him push a very obviously too tired horse across country five star. He has been penalized by officials in the past for it. As a five-star rider, he is more capable than anybody of feeling the exhaustion of his horse, and he should be pulling his horse up well before being forced to by the ground jury. Only blind ambition, this is the line that got me, only blind ambition and arrogance keep him going. It's That's not good horsemanship, and that's not how this sport should be represented by anyone, let alone one of the top riders in the world. At what point does he do it often enough to get truly punished by the FEI to make him change his behavior? Because it hasn't happened yet. It's the same shit with racing and, like, all you people that continually have infractions and violations need to be stopped. You know, I... I get complaints about certain episodes that we've added to horses in the morning and about certain disciplines. There's bad. This just goes to show there's bad in every sport, every discipline. And I don't care whether it's horses or not horses, swimming or golf or tennis, uh, you know, but chess, but we have to be better at regulating it and, and punishing the people who are bad. And that's where the problem lies. And that's the new show that you're talking about. You know, I think that, Talking about things may help improve it. Let's get everything out, you know. Like, well, and that's like, one of the reasons I agreed to do it. Uh, plus, the host I know very well, too, and I knew that it would be treated correctly. But but it's one of the reasons I agreed to do it. If we don't talk about these things, nothing will ever happen. Nothing it becomes transparent. If we, I'm hoping that there's more transparency with talk about it. And the and we're focusing on the good. There is good. You know, he's a five-star rider. He should know better. I could see a lower-level rider pushing the horse too hard because they don't even know, right? They just don't know what they don't know. And you, you might be going, well, you know, he's, he's just a little tired today or whatever. But a five-star rider knows that they've ridden a million horses. I, you know, that's where I get – that's where I have trouble with it. Um, lower level is not good either. I mean, we've all seen the teenager going around the course pushing their horse or just totally out of control. Uh, we've all seen that happen, and they usually do get flagged for that. Let's go on to something happier. Oh, my oh, God. Please tell me about the movie. I, okay. I, we want to go see it this week, and, of course, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Well, let me tell you. Yeah. I went, I went let no me, spoilers. Let me, I, let, I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers, so I have to be very slow talking about it. Uh, I will tell you that I did go to see Super Mario Brothers and I just read a little bit about it and it's Chris Pratt who's also in Guardians. Yeah, he's he's having Pratt. a good year, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it talks about him and Charlie Day. They're two brothers that are plumbers in New York City and they get sucked down into a tube and they whatever. So, I went into Super Mario Brothers expecting to see Chris Pratt and Charlie Day and then get sucked in and then turn into a cartoon. Yeah, that's not how what happened. The whole thing is animated. I did not see that coming, but it was fairly enjoyable. 
And a lot of the music and a lot of the stuff was very it reminiscent. A bazillion dollars. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. Like a it lot was, more than anybody expected. Um, and I will also tell you that I went to the IMAX to see it. I checked Lucas out of school, and I go to the How giant. How do you get away with that? I don't know, because <laughs> his teacher was like, where are you going? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm teaching him to lie to a mother of the year here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then when I called to check him out, I'm like, hi, I need Lucas. And she's like, okay. <laughs> like, no, oh, explanation. Of course, my parents used to take us out to go on week two, two week long vacations. He gets straight A's. He's fine. Yeah. Um, he's anyway, a, so it's from yeah. his dad. Mm. Yeah, I know. Thank mm. God. Uh, so anyway, I take him to the movie and we go to the IMAX and I walk in and it starts at one or something like that. And it was like one ten. And I walk into the theater and there's people in there. Not many, Which but a one, couple. Mario or Guardians? This is for Mario. Okay. And I walk in the IMAX and it's black. The whole room is completely dark, black. And I'm like, and of course me, I'm, I'm like, hey, <laughs> what's going on in here? And people are like, Shh, you know, we're waiting for the movie. I'm like. It, it it shouldn't be this dark in here. <laughs> so I'm like, Lucas, sit down. I'm going to go find somebody. And I walked down and I'm like, uh, do you guys forget to turn on the IMAX? And she was like, oh, my God, I did forget. Hold on. And like, <laughs> I that was back. automated. <laughs> no, I, 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 I did, too. And she turns on the movie. Fast forward. I went to the IMAX last night. It is packed. Seven, uh, yeah, it's Sunday like the night. opening weekend for Guardians, right? Opening weekend yeah. for Guardians. It's packed. I walk in, movie starts at six, it's six ten, and it's black in there. And like the whole and the place is packed. And we walk in, I'm like You can't even see where the seat is. I can't. I can't <laughs> even get up. And it's like walking up the uh, stadium steps, you know? And, and so I was like, Hey <laughs> Shouldn't this thing be going? And of course, you know, I get like the shh I'm starting. <laughs> like it's not even on. <laughs> I walk back out. I had to find somebody <laughs> sweeping the floor. I'm like, hey, can somebody, did y'all forget to turn the movie on again? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me go get that. And then I walk what back the in. What the hell's going on in Oklahoma? <laughs> I don't know, man, but I walked back in. I was like, they're turning it on. I got the problem solved. You're all just dumbasses sitting here in the fucking dark, like just normal. So they turned the movie on. So anyway, I just thought that was a funny side I note. I always that- thought that was just totally automated. Yeah, apparently, uh, apparently it's not. not. Oklahoma. <laughs> has to go to the IMAX computer room and hit the button. Anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. You will feel all the things. Okay? You will laugh. It's hilarious. Hilarious. And you will cry. And I can't. It's like, it's weird to cry at things that aren't real. But you, I like, I'm getting choked up even talking about it. Because anyway. this is supposed to be the last, right? This is they advertise this as being the last Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, that's what they um, say. I mean, that's yeah. what they're saying. So. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but but anyway, you will laugh and you will cry. And usually during a movie, I have to kind of walk out. Like I have to like kind of reset a little bit. And so halfway through the movie, I'm like, I kind of have to pee. You know, and this doesn't seems like a good time. And I get up to walk down, and like the scene starts and. I just stood in the aisle, like at the bottom of the stadium. I was watching and I'm like, why am I being a dumbass standing here? And I went back up to my seat and had to pee so bad by the end of the movie. So there wasn't but even a pee break in this movie? I couldn't even leave. I couldn't even leave. Wow. It is. I'm going to be screwed. I have to- characters and 
the cast and the different storylines in it and everything was just great. I saw it the preview great. and it looks like uh it looks like Groot now as a teenager. He's a man. He's a man now. <laughs> He's a man. A lot of them had some like extra special skills that they didn't have in Endgame. Um but they uh, you know what they just kind of like you get halfway and you're like this seems like bullshit and then they figure out a way to explain what has has happened mm. you know like why this is here and why this is there and, and they did I'm that just sorry. to mess with the super marvel fans <laughs> like why is gamora here didn't she you know and the, 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 they just explain everything and it was just start to finish an incredibly enjoyable movie that's i just tell you it's it's just right, go very enjoyable it. yeah we gotta go very enjoyable right. and and i again no spoilers i'm not trying to do anything but you will laugh and you will cry I, right, Luke, like, I cried. Lucas cried. Everybody cried. <laughs> All the people cried. And like more. And, but again, it's not like a like like, uh, like there's some movies that I I, I don't want to watch because I know I'm going to cry. But this one is worth watching for the for the tears because it's just a great story. It's just an, whoever comes up with this shit is like ridiculous. I mean, it is whoever has this in their brain, it's just incredible the way that they can tell a story. And is it like three hours long, like the, all the new movies are? It was two and a half, start to finish. Yeah. From it previous just seems to, like the hour and a half movie is gone. <laughs> it, it, yeah, no, uh, it, it doesn't. Actually, Super Mario Brothers was an hour and a half, and I was like, holy shit, it's over? Like, <laughs> I'm used to falling asleep in here. Can't Marvel can't seem to do an hour and a half. <laughs> no, but but again, it, it, that was one that the two and a half hours seemed like a blink. It seemed like nothing. So it, it has it has 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Who are the 19%? Dicks. No, I'm just. Oh, kidding. that's with the that's with the uh, critics. It's ninety five percent with the users. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense because yeah. because critically you could just go oh, okay, but don't go in it with like a. <laughs> well, you don't go to any. None of it's real. <laughs> I told you. I told you the thing that Chad said. He went to see Black Panther with with Lucas. Okay. And I was like, "What did you think?" And he was like, "Okay." I mean, I'm supposed to believe that there's like some magical land in Africa that nobody can see and they just fly into oh the thing. God. And he like goes over through the whole thing and he's like, I'm supposed to believe that. And I was like, I'm sorry. Do you believe that there's a fucking guy that shoots around the solar system on a rainbow and you're okay with that? And he was like, you make a good point. <laughs> like now we're questioning what? <laughs> <laughs> but definitely stay till the very, very, very end because there's post-show and then there's like post-credits. Oh, there is? I was going to ask yeah. you. Oh, At yeah. the end of the credits? Okay. Yeah, All right. it's great. All right, yep. And do you, are you always amazed the number of people who still leave at the beginning of the credits of a Marvel movie? You know, it was getting about nine o'clock and the only people that left were people with small children. Oh, they were like, okay. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. And what but, was Lucas's rating for this one? Oh my God, 10. 10? 10 okay. out of 10. All right. Everybody everybody we went with freaking loved it. Like 10 out of 10. It was great. It was right. great. I actually, go? Chad didn't see it and Lucas and I are going to take him and go see it again. Well, you, oh, he'll just rip it apart. They're going bro. Wrong with the airplane. They're going. No, we we we're, we love the Guardians. Obviously, okay. I've named all my horses after Guardians, yeah. and like it's our, it's probably our favorite favorite one. The other one I'm super excited about. This is one of my top ten movies of all time. Movie chat with Jamie Jennings uh, is the new Spider Man Spider Verse movies coming out in a couple weeks. With what's Do his you, name playing Spider Man? Uh, Miles Morales. Okay. 
so I named my horse Miles after this thing. Um, and so it's the it's the cartoon one, but it's like a comic book type thing. And it was Spider Verse. It's one of my probably my top ten movies of all time. Like I just loved that movie. See, I don't know I, why. We, I, I just despite, I never got into this. I watched them all and just never was like. Eh. But if you haven't seen the Spider Verse, it's a, it's a, it's a comic book type movie cartoon but also like kind of layered like a comic book has a really unique screen do it they think so go see go see that one it's spider-man into the spider-verse and it's about a kid and it's it's it starts to describe like the multiverse of all the things anyway it's a great movie and there's a second one coming out and i watched the preview for it and i love the first one so much that in the preview i cried not because it was sad (laughs) Just because I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God, it's finally here. We so need I'm to add a movie show to our uh, repertoire here. That's our post show when we talk <laughs> yeah, about movies and TV. Right. <laughs> All right, that's it, everybody. Thanks, you, And uh, I need to buy my tickets to go see Guardians. Yes, congratulations! You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now go ride your horse. 